0: Hey Queen, and yes, I mean Queen, did you know that in chess the most powerful piece that each player has is the Queen is defined as the girl who is very important or successful at something, one who inherits the position by right of birth. I think it's crazy how all of these things are describing you. Just replace your name with Queen in each of those statements and you'll see what I'm talking about. You defy the odds of what everyone thinks about you just by waking up every morning. The things you've gone through and still go through is something to be proud of. But if I'm being honest, sometimes wearing the crown is exhausting. And that's okay. I'm here to unpack with you. So let's talk about it. Dear Queen Crew, a few people hit me up saying that they feel like I didn't finish the story last week, like I didn't do it justice. I don't know how you guys could tell but you were right. That's because there's more to the story. Yes, I was holding back. Just letting you know now, it's a long story, and I've only ever said it out loud twice, so bear with me. Okay, here we go. Story time. So you guys remember the boyfriend in high school, the one from last week, You know, the longest relationship so far, hashtag goes, I could see a future with him. Yeah, that guy. (laughs) We had the conversation that we should move forward, you know, you know, wink, wink. (laughs) That we should have sex, yes. And after some thinking and deciding, we decided that Senior Dish Day was the day to do it. We had planned and planned like a bunch of nerds and built so much hype around it only to not be able to go because of my strict parents and that's where we had left off. Well, if you remember, I told you guys that he was very sweet so when I told him I wasn't able to go and do the one thing we've been talking and planning about for the last two months, he didn't make me feel bad about it. You could tell that he was bummed though. Well, bum wasn't the word I would use to describe him because he looked pretty pissed. But, again, he didn't make me feel bad about it. And at first, I thought it was just something that we tried, didn't happen, let it go. He was just going to move on. But I was sadly mistaken. He kept on talking about it and how he was so mad and the things that he planned in his head. It didn't go to plan and all this other stuff. So it didn't take him a long time to find another date to do the thing. <laughs> He actually stopped including me in everything. He decided the day, he decided what we were gonna do and he picked prom night since apparently it's an unspoken tradition in high school. And we did everything we did before except it wasn't we, it was more like he did everything and I was just there going with the flow. He planned everything, he would send me a bunch of texts, he booked a room at a nearby hotel, he spoke to his mom so that we would have a limo on prom night. He spoke to the limo driver so the guy would take us to the hotel after prom was over. We went to prom kind of late, and we definitely left early, which sucked because I looked good on prom night, okay? I didn't really try that hard, which sounds kind of like conceited, but it's, it's actual honesty. <laughs> I didn't really do much. I was pretty chill. A lot of people are like promzilla's that was not me. I kind of was just like chilling. I took a nap that day. It was really chill and the night I looked really good. Okay, I was fine. And I was having fun. Like I was da- I didn't have that much friends, but the little friends I did have, I was dancing and so stuff. Then you could tell that my boyfriend at the time wanted to leave cuz he just he just started dancing with me at one point and it was really aggressive and I was just like, "Oh my gosh." And then he, you know, spoke in my ear like, "Yeah, let's go. Let's head out." I don't even think we stayed to hear prom and king, prom king and prom queen or whatever it's called. We came late and then we didn't even hear the announcement. It was like, we came just to show face and then we left. We went outside, you know, he pulled me to the side and he was like, we out. And I was just, again, I was just going with the flow. We got to the hotel. And we did what it does, and that was that. (laughs) That was my first time. And I'm not going to explain how it was in my experience, because that's a whole other story time. But I had to tell you guys what happened before I could tell you guys what was tragic. So if you know, you know that when it comes to things like sex, once you do it one time, you can't stop. Or it's extremely hard to stop. That goes for explicit thoughts, messing around, watching porn, masturbating, and, of course, actually having sex. It's a pretty heavy door to open, but once it's open, good luck trying to close it. And I'm not saying that you can't, because you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. Just saying that it's difficult. Well, because we had sex that one time, I began seeing a new hymn. He all of a sudden always wanted to do certain things that we never mentioned before can i be real we weren't exactly innocent before this one thing occurred we did some things here and there before that day i mean we was already together for more than a year at that point and we didn't know jesus so things was happening well technically i was freshly baptized and I was singing on the praise team every week at that time, which goes to show you that the people at the church are just as guilty and broken as the ones that we judge in the world, but no one wants to have that conversation. Anyways, going back to the story, we were about to graduate, and he had gotten into the school of his dreams and got accepted into some program that gives him housing and pays for school, but the catch was that he had to start immediately. So he didn't get summer break like everyone else, which sucked for me because around this time was when my depression really started to pick up. I had spent months applying to so many colleges and got accepted to none. I didn't get any high scores on any of the standardized tests and I always was doing just enough to not be enough, just enough to be average. I was applying to jobs because I wanted to start making money, and I would always get the interview, but again, rejection. All I heard around the time was rejection. I cried every night, and I felt like a failure, and I started to cling on to the one person who didn't reject me, my boyfriend. He always wanted me, for the most part, (laughs) and he was usually encouraging me. I was beginning to do any and everything to get my mind off of how I was feeling, which was bad because life sucked for me. I was masturbating every night. I was always coming over his house or going out somewhere with him so we can go be nasty. And I stopped wanting to be on the pre scene. Every week they heard me say something around the lines of, I don't wanna be here, replace me. I'm sitting this week out. Cause why would I be on stage? It just made no sense. Well, one specific day, we went to the movies. Before this day though, I was going on and on about how I missed him and how I really wanted to see him. He was about to leave, okay? So we planned to see each other a total of three times. It would be twice. When we were alone, I was gonna come over to his house. You know, we were gonna spend time alone together and then one time, which is his go away party. So that's a total of three times. But for some reason, I really wanted to see him. So we both canceled or moved around whatever plans we had on that day so that we can go to the movies. Well, on the day that we planned, I woke up and I was feeling terrible that morning. My stomach was hurting, my body was shaking and I had a really bad headache. And if you know me, you know I'm prone to migraines Any little thing can trigger them. And when I get migraines, I can't do anything. I feel like I'm going to throw up. I can barely move. And the room starts spinning. And I just want to lay down. Like, I literally don't want to do anything except, like, go to sleep. I don't even want to eat most of the times. Well, it was one of those days. So physically, I wasn't doing pretty great. But I already moved around plans, and I was literally telling him, yeah, oh, I I just want to see you, whatever. So I, I feel like I couldn't really move. So I went anyways. Bad idea. He bought two tickets to some random movie because we wouldn't be watching it anyways. And we went inside, and we sat in the back, and we got settled. He started kissing me and I was, I was really trying to feel it, but I wasn't, okay? If I'm being honest, I just, I wasn't feeling it. I was trying to get in the mood, but I was in a pain and I just wasn't, I just wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. <laughs> so I pushed him off and I told him that I wasn't feeling it, I'm, I'm not feeling well. And for some reason he started laughing and he got up and he went to the bathroom. And I was just there trying to figure out, that was weird, first of all. And then I was like, should I leave or should I like try to tough it out? But it seemed like leaving was out of the question because it felt a little bit too late. So I decided to tough it out. He came back and he immediately started kissing me again. He was traveling to my neck and he was touching me places. And I I instantly wanted to throw up. It's like I started gagging. I was like, yeah, this is is not working. So I told him again, I wasn't feeling well. And I pushed him off. But I guess he didn't hear me because he continued. So I pushed him off again. And he continued. And I pushed him off again. And then he snapped on me. He was like, what's your problem? You wanted this, remember? We didn't plan to see each other today, but you wanted to be here. So here we are. I could be on the game. I could be playing basketball, but I'm here with you. And you don't even want to do anything. This is what you want?" And I was like, what the heck? Yo, like I was shocked. That didn't even sound like it came out of his mouth. If you guys knew him, you'd be like, what? She gotta be lying. Like he was so sweet all of the time. Like he's never raised his voice at me ever. His voice always stayed in this one tone It never went high unless he was, like, excited and he was, like, playing around or something, joking around. But to be upset and yell at me, that was, like, what? I was confused. I couldn't even move. Well, things got worse. He started being really mean and distant and pretending to watch the movie at that time. And now my mental state was starting to match my physical state. He was the only thing in my life that was good. The only person in my life that could stand the sight of me, that tolerated me, that wanted me, the only one that didn't reject me. I felt bad. He was about to leave to a black university. He could cheat on me. He could break up with me and hook up with girls that look better than me and do whatever he asked them to do. No strings attached. I started feeling anxious and my fears were taking over my mind. I didn't know what to do. So after a few minutes, he turned to me and he was like, are we done here? And I just looked at him and he got up and I think he was about to leave. So what do I do? I grabbed him and he smiled. He was like, that's my girl. and He sat down next to me. And he was really unrecognizable at this point. Like, who is this guy? He was not being himself at all. It was so weird. And I was extremely uncomfortable. And was he about to leave? Like, what? How was I going to get home? Just a little side note. If this ever happens to you, run. At no point should I have stayed. I wasn't feeling good when I woke up. And he wasn't, and he was just now showing me his shoe colors. In a movie, this would be the part where the killer unmasked himself or something. None of anything that happened was okay. But let me get back to it. He started doing what he was doing before, kissing and all that stuff. And then he laid me down. And I was in, I felt so queasy. Like, I can't explain how. Ugh, like I just, I did not feel good. I was so queasy and this was like the peak of my queasiness. He got on top of me and I was doing an okay at toughing it out, but when I held back some throw up, I knew that this was not gonna work out. I'm sorry, if you leave me, then you leave me, but right now I don't feel okay. So we, we have to stop, we have to. I tried to push him off, but this man held me down and started doing what they do. I tried to muster up all the strength I could and push him off me, but he was fighting me back. I was struggling under his grip. There's only so much I could do. And after some struggling, I couldn't do anymore. I just laid there in pain. I remember looking at the screen, trying to focus on something, anything else, but I couldn't stop the tears. When he was done, I looked at him, and he was smiling as if what we just did was good. I got up, and when I went to the bathroom, I instantly threw up. And then I just stared at myself in the mirror. What the hell just happened? I was pale. And my neck and my arms had these marks that looked like hickeys, but I knew they were from the struggling. When I went outside, he was waiting for me. He gave me a hug and a kiss on my cheek, and he told me he loved me. But I felt like I was in a daze or something. He was talking, but I wasn't listening. I went home and I just laid down for the rest of the day. I didn't eat, I didn't talk. I didn't call him or anyone that day. I didn't do anything except for lay down until I fell asleep. I think that was the first night I didn't cry myself to sleep in like months. The next day was the same day as every other day. It felt normal. As if nothing ever happened. I was my regular self. The next time I saw him, I was happy to see him. Things were regular until he wanted to get nasty. I got this terrible feeling in my stomach. Actually, I got it every time we did anything after that day. Things remained the same between us. After some time passed, I was having a deep moment with someone. They got me to open up about this experience. And for some reason, I started crying in the midst of the story. I didn't know why I was crying. I just couldn't stop. And they told me, it's okay to let it out. Rape isn't a good feeling. Rape? That's not what happened. Right? I wanted it. That's what he told me. Even if I didn't feel that way on the inside, it was me. I told him to come. I made the plans. It was me who grabbed him when he was about to leave. It was my fault. But the person told me, You told him no, it stopped being consensual when you started struggling for your freedom and he didn't get off of you. Do you know how many husbands are in jail for rape? And it opened my eyes. Was it my fault? Cause I've been letting myself believe that for months. For some strange reason, I went and I told my mom. Don't ask me what possessed me to do that. To this day, I I don't know. (laughs) But I did. It wasn't in explicit detail like I'm telling it now. But I told her a summary of what happened that day. And I regretted it instantly. She didn't get mad. She didn't threaten to call the police or ban me from ever leaving the house. She told me that it was my fault. That I wanted it because I was the one that set it up. When my eyes were open for the first time, I broke up with him. I told him that I couldn't be with him anymore and I ignored all his calls and his messages after that. But when I spoke to my mom, she told me that it wasn't wise to leave him. You're about to leave your future husband because of one mistake that was your fault because y'all shouldn't be doing that in the first place. Call him and tell him you forgive him and you wanna be with him. She made me feel terrible about it. I didn't know who or what to believe. I called him and I told him that I forgave him. He sounded confused. It's like he didn't even understand why I broke up with him in the first place. I didn't get back with him though. We were more like friends with benefits because I couldn't let him go. I thought I could, but I couldn't. (laughs) Again, he was the only thing in my life that wanted me. After a few months, I realized that he stopped speaking to me as much as he used to. He would give me excuses all the time. Some days, we wouldn't even talk at all. And the days that we would talk, it wouldn't be for long. He would be with his friends or doing other things until he completely stopped talking to me altogether. He wasn't answering my calls or texts. He was in town for a weekend and didn't even tell me. I think we spoke a total of two times in the span of five months. It was one time in November, I finally got a hold of him. I was out with a few people and he called me and he sounded like he, he was annoyed or something. I asked him, what, what was the problem? Why did you stop talking to me? Why are you not answering my calls, my texts? He wasn't really answering my questions. And he was so mean. And then he was like, we're not together. We haven't been together for like a year now. So stop calling me. Don't hit me up no more. And he hung up the phone and he logged me out of everything that we shared together. I never heard from him since then, till this day. The one person who I thought would never reject me ended up being the worst rejection of them all. And that is tragic. So why am I sitting here telling you guys this long story? For one, it's healing's sake. They say if you can't get through the story, you're probably not healed from it. I did get through the story, although I was struggling. And if you could see me now, you'd see that I'm shaking. But I also wanted to talk to the girl who's there and feels like something is her fault. I just wanna let you know that it's not. No matter what you did, it's not your fault. There is nobody in this world that can force you to do something that you don't wanna do, even if you were the one who initiated it. Even if you were the one that was engaging for the entire time, the moment you didn't wanna do it anymore, and they continued, it wasn't your fault. Whatever happened to you, If you're holding your belly because you're pregnant, because of something that you thought was your fault, it wasn't your fault. If you're sitting there crippled with trauma and fear because of something that you think was your fault, it wasn't your fault. And it took me a long time to get this realization. I blamed myself. I hated myself. I was so mean to myself because something happened and I couldn't say anything about it because I thought it was my fault. But then I have a father who's so loving and protective of me in heaven. And he said, daughter, it's not your fault. And even if it happened to be your fault, I'll still love you and I'll still keep you and I'll still protect you through it all. And the same message that my father told me is the same message I want to tell you guys. It's not your fault. I love you guys. Yours truly. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Hey Queens. I wanna know how it made you feel and be honest. Or maybe you wanna ask me a question or leave a topic for me to talk about. I want it all and I'm here for you. So hit me up. I want you to remember this, wearing the crown does get heavy, but stand strong with your head up high and do it with confidence. There's purpose in your pain, and I'm so proud of you for moving forward. I love you. Until next time.